The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. I think that really just took me down a path of not knowing who I was or what my purpose was. And it also started me down a path of dishonesty. Next on Life Today, Duck Dynasty's Al Robertson and his wife Lisa share their struggle through a devastating affair 15 years into their marriage. When Lisa finally told the truth about the affair to me, when, after a lot of layers of dishonesty after a long time, I felt relief first. And we've got the Robertsons, Al and Lisa <laughs> Robertson, Duck Dynasty. And Al just told us something interesting. He said that he, th people used to think Duck Dynasty was a restaurant. <laughs> and then they found out that in the case. Would you welcome Al and Lisa Robertson to life today? <laughs> Good to see you, buddy. Good to be back. I see you got a little stubble here. You feeling, yeah, yeah. feeling left out yeah, of the Dan family? Yeah, Dan calls that the Yasser Arafat stage. And so, uh, yeah, I like to grow a little bit during the off season when we're not filming and we're hunting. And uh, so I don't have to put as much face paint on. Dad is like crazy about concealment. You're yeah. like, you're mm -hmm. like a, you know, a sniper when you, you know, have to put sure. on a, like a Navy SEAL because you don't want the ducks to see you. Yeah. And so, uh, Very so, part of their dangerous. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so uh, I like to grow a little beard, but uh, it'll, it won't last long because when it gets longer than this, Lisa doesn't like it, so yeah. Yeah. it goes. Well, I want, I want to really cut to the story because I, I want to just look both of you in the eyes and say thank you so much because you really opened up a part of a person's life, relationship, marriage, failure, that most people never want to touch. Right. And yet we've got a world of hurt in the church right. as well as outside the church. And, and it's tragic what's happened in marriages. And if you, if you find all the reasons you can get a divorce, they're pretty easy to come by. But one of them they think is really big is when somebody's been unfaithful. They even feel like, you know, Jesus sort of gave us a pass there. Right. And really that's not the truth because he can heal anything. That's right. And that's a serious wound. I always, I, I believe that a divorce is a catastrophic collision. Sure. And you've got to minister to people who've been through that catastrophic event. Sure. But people who've had an unfaithful situation, uh, it, it's, it's oftentimes curtains. And you all have been open and honest to tell something that I think heals broken hearts. Mm -hmm. Tell us what happened. Just whoever wants to just kind of pick it up and take off. Just tell us the journey that you really talk about and then how you break out the miraculous healing power of God. Well, go ahead. I'll start. Um, I think probably um, it started whenever I was a young child uh, because whenever I was, the earliest memory is seven and I was molested by um, someone in our family. And so I think that really just took me down a path of not knowing who I was or what my purpose was. And it also started me down a path of dishonesty because it wasn't something that I could share and I couldn't tell anybody about it, you know? And I felt the guilt and the shame of it. Did you feel you were responsible even in Absolutely, some way? Absolutely, yes. Because so many do. Right. And, you know, I thought it was my fault. And so I think that's probably what started um, some darkness, even at that early age. Sure. 
and it just began to grow and you know it grew through my teenage years and that's when I met Alan uh, whenever I was a teenager and we um, we had you know relations together before we were married and then once we were married um, you know it really just came back up again just the darkness just was almost like something that overtakes you and so five years in our marriage um, we had a breach um, it was not a sexual affair it was more of an emotional affair but we didn't seek out any type of help it was just a near miss wow we don't know what happened there but let's move on kind of thing and um, so ten years later which was fifteen years into our marriage um, it happened again but this time it was a full-blown um, sexual affair that lasted for 14 months. And, and, it, and the improprieties on your part, right? Right, that's exactly so you're right. you're not telling the world about Oh, how. no, not at all. This is you talking about what's happening to you that you could actually trace, let's say, uh, the initiation even back when you were a little girl or where that, that, that point of vulnerability and that shame or that hurt or personal guilt carried on out to where there's this, like you said, this dark spot. And it's not an excuse. I, I would never give an excuse. I take full responsibility for my actions. But we have to understand that there are reasons for the way that people react to situations and reasons for why they, you know, wake up one day and go, what is wrong with me? What have I just done? And how did I get here? And there are reasons, too, that people don't talk about it. Like you so. said, you didn't seek any help. The things that are going on that have bruised us, I don't think any of us are comfortable. You know, the fatherlessness effect in my life. I'm not comfortable about talking about the negative aspect of that. And oftentimes we feel like the very people that might help us would be the first ones to put us down. Right. Absolutely. And, and so that, I mean, it really led, um, you know, from, from the year of seven up until I was 14, that's whenever it stopped. But although the abuse stopped, um, those feelings that I had and, you know, just the messed up mindset, mm -hmm. that didn't stop, you know. And, you know, I wish I would have told someone sure. just so that I could have had the healing that I needed. Right. Um, but it's so important. Is so this what you're encouraging people do. to do too throughout the oh, book? Absolutely. To get that, find someone they can trust exactly. and download. Right. Yeah, look, we talk about lots of stuff in this book. We talk about um, molestation. We talk about abortion. When I was 16 years old, I had an abortion. Uh, we talk about unfaithfulness. Um, all of those things you have to have help for. You have to have some type of counseling or just leadership, wise counsel that will help you through those things. That is not something you should have to carry by yourself. Alan, where was, I want to I bring you in when you found out or however this came about, where were you all though when this, this affair that she refers to that lasted a period of time after you all had been married for quite a few years, where, where were you in your, let's say your spiritual walk or relationship with God? You know, I was in a good place. I was uh, pastoring a, a large church, I mean our church, and uh, very engaged and involved, but as that, I think as my spiritual life was was doing what it was doing and blessing other people, I did what a lot of guys do. I, I didn't really look at the people closest to me and realize where they were, and I missed that. And I knew something was going on, I knew something was wrong with us, because you don't have this sort of breach in your relationship and not know, but you really don't want to face it. And so I think I knew, but I didn't want to admit what was going on. And I would respond in anger when I thought I did know something. So that's the way I was treating it with Lisa. I thought if I made it rough enough on her, she would tell the truth. 
What I didn't realize, James, is that I was not a good receiver of honesty. You know, I was wanting Lisa to be honest and other people in my life as well, but then I didn't receive it very well. You know, when someone was honest with me, then I was very harsh and hard on them. Sure. Well, I mean, I'm encouraging people really to be dishonest. And so a lot of it was how I was reacting and not reacting during this period of time as well. And so when Lisa finally told the truth about the affair to me, when, after a lot of layers of dishonesty, after a long time, I felt relief first. Relief that, okay, I'm not crazy. I mean, I know now what's been happening. And then I started that process just to go through when there's been a betrayal like that in a relationship. And so we were apart for a couple of months. Um, but, you know, I, I realized that I still loved her. And I also realized that she had made a huge spiritual change for the first time in our lives. And Lisa had always had me in this place uh, of, that I really should have never been. I was really the Lord of her life. Jesus really never was. And she had been infatuated with me since we were in middle school. And I knew that. I mean, I, I knew that she had me in that place. And I was like a lot of guys. You know, I think well, it's great if your wife worships you. But you know, if she worships you above Christ, that's not good at all. Because anything that takes the place of Christ is going to cause problems for you Absolutely. later on. And it did for us. And so when she finally made Jesus her Lord, that changed not only her, but then it changed the potential for us. And so over a couple of months, I, I kind of went through that process, realized that I wanted us to be together. And so I made a decision that if I was going to forgive her for the affair and any other thing that she had ever done to hurt me and things I had done to hurt her, mm -hmm. that we were going to have to live forgiveness. We couldn't just say it like, okay, I forgive you. And then a month later, I bring it up and say, well, is this why you had an affair to be? Then that's not forgiveness. That's just going back and going back. And so I made a vow. I made a vow to God and I made a vow to Lisa. I would never use her sin or mine to hurt us ever again. Wow. And I haven't. 15 years in, you know, that, And the that's Lord. the grace and the full covering of God. Exactly. And oh, that people watching could get there and people here in the studio. And I think that's what, I, I believe that's primarily what you want people to read the book. Absolutely. Which you really need to read it because every chapter is built on this process. It's not like we tell the story and move on to something else. But the process continues and it's a process of amazing grace. It is transforming healing grace. And can't you see it in their countenance? Can't you see God has done right. something here? Right. That is, that is really supernatural. Right, it is. There's no way, uh, I don't care if you're a Duck Dynasty family, right. you ain't macho enough and man enough and super enough to work this out. This is a miracle of God. That's Were you right. amazed at what God did with him oh, to absolutely. bring you through this? Absolutely. Um, it was, you know, in forgiveness, you don't do it for the other person. You do that for yourself yeah. because that's whenever it releases the anger and the bitterness. Um, but in essence, it was the greatest gift that he ever could have given to me. Sure. And no gift since then, or I don't know what, that I'll ever receive one from him that was any better than him to say, I forgive you. And, and you know he meant it. Oh, absolutely. It was so much more than words. Alan, I can see it in your countenance. Sure. I see it with both of you. Right. Why are you, are you curious yeah, about as to why I'm, they would want to even share this? And, and have such a peace that passes understanding that our pain might be someone else's healing. Well, you that, think that's, that's what it, it is? I think their testimony is sadly very, can, very common in, in relationships, non-Christians and Christian sure. relationships. Yeah. Right. And one, one of the main reasons is, and what I picked up on was lack of communication. Yeah. That's right. I think you were just 
dying inside because you wanted to get it out. You mm -hmm. wanted to tell right. him. Mm -hmm. And eventually you just had to. Wow. But that communication, and that's what the enemy fights so much. Oh, he does yeah. not want us to relate to one another sure, and to be honest with one he another. He had us tangled up in that. You're yeah. right. And, and it happens a lot of time with couples. And, and that's really why we wanted to tell the story in this format. That's right. Uh, we've been sharing our testimony for about a dozen years, uh, going back to, you know, after we were healed enough to be in to talk about sure. it. Sure. Because it takes some credibility. And when we talk to couples today, they want to go from brokenness over an affair to complete healing in a month. Mm -hmm. And that's not the way it works. You, you mentioned it's process. It mm -hmm. takes time. It takes time of healing. It takes time of understanding. you got to unpack some things and figure out why you made some decisions you made. There's a lot of things that have to happen. It doesn't happen overnight. But it can happen with God's power. And you're right. It's supernatural is what it is. Had you talked to anyone before you talked to him about what had happened, or was he the first person? He was the first one, person, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and would probably you had said would be the hardest. Oh, absolutely. How did the rest of the family? You're you're a real close family, right? And I don't and I don't for one moment do I see preachers. By the way, all America was uh, Katie. Uh, well, you know, Sadie was our family. While she's showing us a mm -hmm. sweet, innocent girl on mm -hmm. Dancing with the Stars, I didn't ever care anything about watch it. Watch Sadie. You're so beautiful, and Mom and Dad, Grandma, y'all are so beautiful. But you're a really close family, and that's not put on. That's not some reality right. TV where we're going to act like something. So this is really where you are. Yeah. How did they, what happened when they found out? What, you know, what, what? they were very hurt. I mean, Lisa, we talk about in the book, the, Lisa worked for them. And part of this affair, she was taking money from the business. Uh, so there was more than just, you know, just the hurt of an affair. There was, you know, other things, embezzlement and things like that, that will tend to go around something like sure. this. And so everybody was hurt and wounded, and they were mostly hurt and wounded because I was so hurt and wounded. Mm -hmm. So they took their cue from me. I mean, their advice was, Al, we don't think she's going to change. We don't think she's going to be any different. I mean, we, we and, and almost my whole family felt that way about Lisa. Mom was a little more on the fence, but everybody else was like, we don't think she will. And I didn't, I, I, I said, I don't know. I mean, you know, we got 15 years here. It doesn't look like it's going to change. You may be right. But they took their cue from me. And so when they saw me, Say, you know what? I love her, and I believe that she is who she says she is. And, you know... They it, got on board. They got on board, 100%. We could wish that, that everyone would be on board from the start. The one person you know is, is Jesus. That's mm -hmm. right. I mean, you can always count on him. And, and I think the miracle was he got in with you. You actually moved a family. It's just too bad right. they couldn't just all come in here and, right. and start ministering. But it's understandable that they didn't. Sure. And I, I really think that this is the thing you've got to get. You, you, you must go first to him. You, you acknowledge in your own heart and mind what's going on, but go to him, but then find someone. And I think that if people listening, all of us, everybody here, if we would just find somebody to go to and say, I'm tired of walking this alone. I know God's with me, but I need somebody to walk it out. You called it accountability. Somebody giving you the counsel, the oversight, and the guidance. I, I would just like to pray. Right now, I think there are a lot of people watching, and I want, I want to pray for you. Father, I think there's a lot going on. People are hooked on uh, uh, some kind of addictive substance, some kind of addictive practice, uh, some kind of a fascination, uh, Lord, just something that's compulsive that just got them. And I pray to the Lord first, it's okay, Lord, you know it. You know it, I know it. Now, God, give them the grace to be go say, look, walk this out with me. Walk through this and find that person that will yoke up and join hearts and hands with them to make all the difference. Please, dear God. And let me, let me just say to you, looking right at you, the telephone number you see there is paid for by love. There's somebody right now, you've not seen them, you don't know them, but they love you. 
because God put love in their heart. That's why they're here. Share your heart with them and, and let them pray with you. And let's get this situation healed. Father, I'm praying that for everyone who needs to do that, they just reach out even today. You know, we always try to put God's arms around a hurting world, but it starts with you. The reason we're here talking to Lisa and Al right now is because you are the ones we're offering water to. So we're trying to give water to people who don't have any clean water. and They're dying of diseased water. But we're trying to give you water, water of hope and life and help and love and the peace that God offers. And that, that's why we're here. You're, you're the first object of everything on life today. And you need to know that God has his focus on you. And so you ask for the help. And I want to say to you, uh, Alan and Lisa, thank you. I, I've watched you as you've gone on the other programs and the, the secular media world, and you've really lifted up Jesus. And you tell the whole family how much mm -hmm. we love them. We love them, and we want to thank the family for sharing Sadie with us from oh, yeah. the get-go on Duck Dynasty, but also the way the whole world got to see a little girl that it would look like this little girl looked to me. I mean, just a sweetheart, just a girl that was so innocent. The first date I was on with her, I went on fell down on my knees and said, I met a pure girl, I met a sweet girl. I, I lived in such a rotten, gang-infested world where I lived in poverty. I didn't know it was such a girl. And it was like I just met an angel. And I saw that. And you know, you said you all have been compromising. Listen, God wants to lift us up out of the compromise Sorry. and lift up us into a whole new way of life. And you're inspiring that. Would you say thanks to this beautiful couple? for letting us go on this journey in the grace and the presence and the power of our God. Amen. And let me say to all of you who watch, uh, by the way, if you'd like to have their book, it's in the bookstores. You might want to get several copies because there's a lot of people got challenges in their marriage. Right. And I mean, this one really cuts to the chase of reality and the healing power. But we'll send it to you. We'd, we'd love to just send it to you. Here's what we ask you to do. Would you give a cup of water in Jesus' name? He says, if you give just a cup of water, you won't lose your reward. What does that reward mean? I never even think materialism. I don't think riches. I think the blessing of blessing to see someone blessed because we shared love. Watch and see if you're not moved to share a cup of water, maybe a well of water. In the Hausa language, her name means joyful. But a name isn't always a destiny. Farah has experienced very little joy in her brief life. Her mother and father brought her from the other side of Africa to Madagascar when she was only a child. But when she was 15, the contaminated water they are forced to drink killed both of her parents, leaving her an orphan. Alone, afraid, and utterly vulnerable, young Farah immediately found herself the target of sex traffickers. Her life became a joyless nightmare. When she became pregnant, those who had abused and enslaved her 
simply threw her away. Thus, the cherished young son she now cares for was a double blessing. Not only did his arrival give her a pathway to freedom, it gave her a reason to live, but also a reason to worry. The dream of clean water means everything to young Farah and the infant son who has her only joy in life. Farah is crying out for help. Today, that cry reached your ears. The question is, will that cry now reach your heart? Betty, what do you think? It's reached my heart. You know, I think of that precious young girl, and now she's caring for her own child, and she's having to give her own flesh and blood, her baby, the same water that killed her parents. What choice does she have? You have to have water to even survive a few days. And so there she is in the same situation with her own baby and not knowing what to do. But yet there is hope if we will reach out and make that difference. We can help drill those water wells, James. I know you and I, I, I mean, we, we help with them because it's so important that we be a part of giving somebody an opportunity at life. But it's been the, the most focused thing that we've done other than just share opportunities to love people. Uh, we have focused on that. And it's been our joy to actually, in some situations, just say to the mission team, Betty and I, we'll drill a well there because we've asked God to let us do it. And uh, we, we're, we're, we're a part of that. But here, here's the thing you need to understand. When you take 500 areas that the missionaries are pointed out, and that's one of the examples, and you take all those areas, the situation is that way, but we can't begin to do that. I, there's, I don't know that there's anyone watching who, who could do 500. By the way, if you are, why don't you make it a matter of prayer because I'd, I'd love to talk to you about it and show you how we might take it into drilling thousands of wells if people who have great means would just have that heart. What, what you heard there from the, the mission worker, uh, you know, referring you to the, the situation, uh, it's reached your ears but will it reach your heart? And then does it go to action? You know, it's so easy to say we care, but we don't share. And, and there has to be a compassion connection for the change to, to take place. The missionaries are there. People just like you have helped us purchase the drilling equipment and the drilling rigs, a number of them. And we're asking you then to send us in and, and enable them to go to these different areas and to have the means and all the equipment, the pipe, the drilling, the, the fuel, the petrol, everything they need to drill, to case it, to give them the pump that they need that's manual because they don't have electricity in so many of these remote areas. Would you simply today go online, lifetoday.org, just go there and, and just say, I'm going to give today with my bank card. So often you, you do things that make it easy for you to shop or get something you need or something to make a gift with. But today you're giving the gift of life. Now keep this in mind, the wells are $4,800. You can call the number there on the screen and say, I want to make a gift. Use your bank card like a check. That's how you should use it. But $4,800 is what 
they cost. Could you drill one or a part of one with 1,200 or 2,400? Pray others match it. Please, please keep in mind that if you make a gift of, of $48, you are giving 10 people water the rest of their life. 144, you're giving 30 people water the rest of their life. There's a level at which everyone can reach out and say, I give a cup of water, a well of water in Jesus' name. Father, I pray everyone who can help will move right now to action and give in your name life in Jesus' name. Thank you for going lifetoday.org or dial that number and say, I want to make this gift. Thank you for doing it. Every day, millions of children are forced to make a dreadful choice, drink filthy, polluted water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. The good news is there is a solution. Mission Water for Life is one of the most exciting and viable demonstrations of God's love in the world today. Suffering can end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, we can establish and drill 500 water wells for remote villages in over 12 different nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10 people. $72 will impact 15 people. And $144 will help provide fresh, clean, disease-free water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, you'll receive the brand new Free To Be Me 40-Day Devotional where Betty shares the challenges, victories, and insights God gave her while struggling through fear and insecurity. You'll also receive Betty's book, Free To Be Me. With your gift of $100 or more, you may request Life's Inspirational Coffee Mug Set featuring encouraging quotes and scripture to brighten your mornings for years to come. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well and request this beautifully framed canvas print of the Forest Chapel by the painter of light, Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. Please, if you, if you called and you got a busy, there are a lot of couples calling, individuals calling and say, I want, my, I want my life healed, my marriage healed. But I'd like for you to give life. Now you can go online, lifetoday.org. That's real accessible. Use your bank card, make the company art. But if you, if you want to call in, be persistent. So I'll wait a few minutes. People are praying right now. I'm going to get through. We'll be sending you Betty's book and her devotional and the other things that we've mentioned. And if you'd like to have a new season with Al and Lisa, where they will journey with you through one of the most challenging things a person can ever go through, to bless you. And that is the reason they've opened up and shared. They have opened up a lot of pain that they found healing for so you could find the same healing. Mm -hmm. And that is really the reason they've written it. I want to say thanks to both of you. Join us saying thanks so much. Bless you. Love you. Thank you for opening up your life so people would open up their hearts. Thank all of you. By the way, here is the Duck Commander Bible. That is nice. Thomas Nelson. And it's in the bookstore. God bless all of you. Thank you for being here. Thanks for watching. Thanks for sharing life.
be sure to visit stream.org, a rich and lively source for breaking news, analysis, and entertainment. Stream.org. Tomorrow, Christine Kane encourages us to trust that if we're still here, God's not done yet. But you are not finished yet. Your greatest days are not behind you. They are ahead of you. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.